Welcome to Real Money, Real Experts, a podcast where leading financial counseling and coaching experts share their stories, their challenges, and their advice for helping people manage money in the real world. I'm your host, Rebecca Wiggins, Executive Director of the Association for Financial Counseling and Planning Education, or AFCPE. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Mary Bell Carlson. I'm an accredited financial counselor, or AFC, and the CEO of Chief Financial Mom. Every episode, we're taking a deep dive into the topics that personal finance professionals care about, helping clients, building community, and your professional growth. Welcome everyone to Real Money, Real Experts podcast. I'm Rebecca. And this is Mary. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. So today on the show, we're talking with Ryan Law. He holds both the CFP and AFC designations. He's also the owner of a business called Student Loan Planning. In addition, Ryan is an award-winning educator who teaches in the Personal Financial Planning Program at Utah Valley University. He serves as the director of the Money Management Resource Center at UVU. He's also authored the resource book, Student Loan Planning, and a co-editor of the book, Financial Counseling, which is one of the three main books that we use for the AFC content. Ryan is currently the AFCPE board president, and he is a tremendous leader. I've had the privilege of working with him over the last several years and learning from him during his term on the AFCPE board of directors. So I'm really excited to talk with you today, Ryan. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Ryan, I'm so glad you could join us today on this podcast as well. Now, we have known each other really since you were in school getting your degrees many, many years ago. So will you tell the guests kind of a little more about yourself and the professional background, how you got to where you are now and how you got a start in this field? Sure. Now, it wasn't that many years ago, Mary, so (laughs) that's all right, though. So, yeah, I'd I'd love to share a bit of my story. So I I got my undergraduate degree from Utah State University, where I had the opportunity to work with Gene Lown and Elena Johnson and so many others there who were so passionate about this field. And so my very first AFCPE conference was when I was a student at Utah State. I don't remember what year it was, but I remember going to St. Louis that year for the symposium. And from that point, I went into the industry a little bit into the financial planning industry, but then ultimately decided that I wanted to get back into education. And that's what ultimately led me first to Iowa State, where I started my graduate degree, and then eventually I went to Texas Tech. And that's where I got my master's degree in personal financial planning. And from there at, at Texas Tech, I had the opportunity to work with Dottie Durbin and others who, again, are so passionate about this field and about the AFC and AFCPE. And so from from there, I went to the University of Missouri where I worked for a few years, and now I'm at Utah Valley University. So Ryan, did you always think you would be a financial counselor growing up or really what made you get interested in financial counseling? Yeah, that's a good question. It wasn't, I I had no intention of becoming a financial counselor when I was growing up. I, I didn't even know what a financial counselor or a planner was at the time. I, I don't remember really what I wanted to be when I grew up. I knew I wanted to go to college and and get a degree in something, but I actually started at Utah State as a history major, and I was planning on teaching religion classes at one point as well, but um, all of that changed when I took Elena Johnson's class on uh, family finance. And so that that's what set everything off for me. And, and really that class, I took it because I had been to a, a church one week, we somebody who was in the program at Utah State taught a budgeting class. And I just remember sitting there thinking, 
how have I gone, you know, 21, 22 years of my life, and I've never heard any of this stuff before. And so she encouraged everyone in that class to take Elena Johnson's family finance class. And the minute that I sat in this class, in that class, everything changed. So was that really kind of what made you want to get your AFC designation then? Yeah, that's where it started. And it, it was more going to that first AFCPE conference. And so once I finished Elena Johnson's class, she talked a little bit about the AFC, but it was really Jean Lown who who took it to the next level and really made sure that we got to the conference that year. And and that's where I started to interact with a lot more people who are who are AFCs. And I realized that that's, that's the direction that I wanted to go. And can you tell us a little bit about once you had the AFC, especially coming from the financial planning side of the field, how the AFC in particular has impacted your career and kind of your approach with your students and clients? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I find value in both the CFP and the AFC, uh, but really my work and my passion is focused on the AFC side and, and helping people in all walks of life. So CFP is great and there's there's a certain a group of people that the CFP serves and that that, that designation and, and people with that designation serve. But the AFC for me is it's really about focusing on being able to help all people and, and getting into those things that uh, in a lot of cases, financial planners don't get into like credit reports and helping somebody make a large purchase and uh, budgeting and helping people make a plan to get out of debt. Not that those are things that a, a, a CFP can do. It's just traditionally uh, that that's that's not in the realm of what they're working on. So the AFC has really helped me to focus in on on the the people and the the work that I'm most passionate about. Ryan, it sounds like you have had a lot of good teachers over the years that have impacted your life greatly. And I know that you are also teaching and making impacts on others right now. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Student Money Management Center that you work for? Yes, absolutely. So when I was hired to work at Utah Valley University, one of the things I, I that I was hired to do was uh, teach classes, but also to start a, a student money management center. And so we got to name it and find the space and, and create all the marketing material and everything. So that that has really been something that I've been able to start from scratch at Utah Valley University. And so in that center, I've got approximately 25 students, give or take a little bit each semester, who all volunteer a minimum of five hours per week. And they do appointments with uh, students, with staff, faculty, even some community members. We're mainly focused on the students. Retention is really the uh, why, they, why Utah Valley decided to fund the center that I'm working at. And uh, we've had tremendous success over the, the past five and a half years that we've been open. We, we won the AFCPE award for the, the most outstanding financial counseling center or planning center. Um, so we've been able to achieve great things in that center in the few years that we've been open. Give us a little bit more detail. You help students and who else do you help in that center? And what do you do with those that you help? Yeah, students are our primary focus uh, because we are funded by the university to really focus on retention. So students are our primary audience, but we also are open for faculty or staff members. And then if we have a community member come in as well, we're, we're available to help them. But Again, our main focus is always students, and and typically the main main things that we help students with would be budgeting, student loans, and credit, and and, and credit would also include a debt management plan. But we see we see students with with all kinds of a range of problems where they're coming in to see us and and get help with those situations. 
And Ryan, I'm curious about the Student Money Management Center from the side of the, I guess, the value really of the peer-to-peer model and how you've seen that play out in terms of the impact on, on fellow students. Yeah, I would say that it, it plays out in a couple of ways. And so, first of all, the students who are, are volunteering in the center, uh, it, for them, it's a great opportunity to put into practice the things that they're learning in their classrooms. And so they're not just learning in the classroom how a credit report works. They're actually sitting down from students pulling up copies of the credit report and going through it with them, or they're helping them to actively set up a budget, or there's all these various opportunities that the students get being involved in the center. And then for those who are coming in to, to get help with their financial situation, there's, there's so much value in that peer-to-peer model. Instead of meeting with a, a teacher or somebody else or an expert from the community, which has its value as well, but instead of meeting with them, they're meeting with a student who knows what they're looking at. They know the challenges of paying tuition right now. They know the challenges of maybe not having enough food or the challenges of not knowing where you're going to be living next semester or even in some cases the next week. So there, there's all these situations that, that the students who are volunteering in the center, they understand the situations of those coming in. Ryan, if there are listeners on there that work at a university and would like to duplicate what you guys have done, what are some resources and things that they should follow to get their center started? Absolutely. Well, they can always contact any of us who have centers going. I I probably take two or three calls a week from universities who are looking to start a similar center. But I would also say to go to the AFCPE symposium, and there are going to be opportunities there to interact with directors from all across the country. And there's generally a a pre-symposium as well where uh, it's just focused on how do you start a center, what kind of, vol- how do you find your volunteers, do you charge, do you not charge, there, there's all these different things that will be explored at, at that pre-symposium each year, so I would encourage people who are interested to uh, reach out to somebody like myself or others who are running centers like this, but then also to go to that symposium. And could this same model be used outside of a school setting and maybe even with a nonprofit that's interested in doing a similar type approach? Yes, I, I would absolutely say that that is true. And, and we've seen some nonprofits who are either teaming up with universities to help offer a, a similar model, or uh, they could absolutely copy a, a very similar model. They'd need to reach out and find volunteers within the community. But I, I think that there's a lot of people in this field, whether they're financial planners or financial therapists or financial counselors who are looking for a way to give back and, and a way to contribute to the community. In a lot of cases, they may be very willing to to come in and, and volunteer uh, for a center like that. So, Ryan, there's a growing trend of many financial coaches and counselors who are wanting to go into business for themselves. You've had your own business for a few years now. What are some tips that you give to professionals who are wanting to open their own business? Yeah, that's a great question, Mary. There's there's a lot that I have learned about uh, both things to do and things not to do when it comes to starting your own business. And so this. My, my business student loan planning is definitely a very small niche business that I have started that I where I, I, I simply help people with their student loan plans and I help people to go through their current loans and help them to determine the best repayment plan for them. I've been working a lot with people who have are in that public service realm and they, they want to get they want to take advantage of the public service loan forgiveness. So that's been a, a great opportunity to work with them as well. But when it comes to starting your own business, some things that I have learned is that really focusing on a niche can work really well. And deciding that I was going to focus just on student loans 
is one of those areas where I can really help people with one particular thing. Now, having said that, I also need to understand the tax implications of things. I need to understand the effect that it's going to have on their budget and on their credit and all these other things. So having that, the, the knowledge of the AFC and the CFP that I'm bringing into this business as I'm working with people on their student loans is, is has been very helpful. So I would say make sure that you've got a good base like the AFC, CFP, and then choose a niche that you want to focus on. And something that's been really helpful is, is having my book that I wrote about student loan planning. Uh, that, that's been used in college courses. It's been a lot of people have picked up that book and commented on it, that it helped them to understand student loans. I tried to keep it as, as short as possible and, and make it so that they can just skip around and find the questions. So I would say that that's been a great way to content market where I've got this book available. It's it's I made it very low cost on purpose and I self-published it so that I, I could just keep the cost as low as possible. So I, I think just getting the information out there and then, um, you know, talking about the business, being on I've, I've been on a few podcasts where I've talked about it. So certainly reach out to uh, people who are doing podcasts and, and share your services with them consider a blog, consider a, a your own podcast. There's there's all these opportunities that you can look into and, and ways to market. But really, if you're looking for ways that you can help people, but feel okay about charging them, there is nothing wrong with charging people for your services if you're offering a private practice of any kind. But make sure that you are, uh, you're getting content out there, you're, you're looking to help as many people as possible, uh, but then you're also finding ways that you can earn money from it in the process. Great. Yeah. And I think that this is such an opportunity for us to continue to grow in the field. There's so many people out there that need financial counseling and coaching services, and they're not all necessarily serviced by big employers. And so being able to offer your individual services to those in need who want to get information from you is such a great experience. And I appreciate the business tips that you've given. So Ryan, you are a man of many talents and you also run your own private website as well and speak and have written a book on student loans and speak quite often on student loans. You spent a lot of years dedicated to learning not only how to pay off student loans, but how to get them, what the right amount is, all the rest. A um, Couple of questions for you on that. Right now during the pandemic, I understand that the student loans have a special exemption with the CARES Act. Can you tell us more about what that is? Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of things that came as a result of the CARES Act when it comes to student loans. The first one is an exemption on payments or a forbearance on payments. And that hap that lasts until September 30th of this year. And that's not all student loans, but it's all the direct student loans. And there's no payments due and there's also no interest accruing on those loans during this time. So both payments and interest have been put on hold until at least September 30th. Ryan, also tell us a little bit more about what you do in your business and how you help people with student loans. Yeah, let me give you a little background on that first. So student loans is is not something that I ever imagined that I would be heavily involved in. I, I had a few student loans for my undergraduate degree, somehow muddled through and figured out how to pay them off as quickly as possible. But and just imagined at that point that I was done with student loans. I would never have to deal with them again. But then I started seeing students coming in it, this at Missouri and other places that I've been where students would come in and they would say, look, I've got $150,000 in student loan debt and I have no idea how I'm going to pay this back. And so I started seeing more and more students who were having 
not just the average balance of twenty to thirty thousand, but they were ha they had fifty or sixty or seventy or eighty thousand from their undergraduate degree with no real plan or even job to pay that back. And so that drove me to really dig into student loans and try to understand them better. And in the process, ended up gathering all these questions that people were asking me about student loans, putting those together in the book. And then as a result of that, people started reaching out and saying, hey, can you help me just set up a plan to get these paid off? And so that's where student loan planning came from. It was a, it's a result of, of the book and all these questions where people were reaching out and saying, hey, can you help me put together a plan? So give us a few key things to know about when paying off student loans. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, there, there's so many variables when it comes to paying back student loans from the various repayment plans and if it's taxable or not taxable. So I, I guess a couple of things, if I'm going to sum it up, is to if, if you want to get your loans paid off as quickly as possible, then you want to just go with that standard repayment plan that you're going to be put into automatically and get those loans paid off as quickly as possible. It, they're they are pretty low interest in comparison to other debt that's out there, but I would still encourage people to get them paid off as quickly as possible. Now, if you are working at a, a public institution like a university or a school of any kind or a library or the military or fire department, any of those or any nonprofit, you can actually qualify for to have your student loans forgiven after 120 payments. So I would definitely encourage people to, to look into that program and make sure that they're following their plan very carefully so that they can actually get the forgiveness from that program. So that's actually a great segue to something else I wanted to mention. We are just launching our new College Finance Essentials program, and you've been instrumental in the development of that program. Can you talk a little bit more about it, what the value is, especially maybe if you already have your AFC, and what your work was on that program? Absolutely. Yeah, I had the opportunity to be the main writer for the College Finance Essentials. And it, it's been it was quite a process to to write, come up with the outline for it and write all the sections for that and go through multiple reviews. But the idea behind College Finance Essentials is we cover everything from what is this, not, not just student loans, but what is college? Like, why do you need to go to college? Here are some things to think about as you're heading to college. Here's some questions to consider about various colleges that are out there. So we really looked at everything from how do you start exploring college, even if it's 20 years in the future for your child, and then all the way through what do you do during school to help make sure that you are keeping your student loan debt as low as possible, to make sure that you're getting the career that you want. We explore things like study abroad and all these other opportunities that are, that are available within the college experience. And then afterwards, how do you actually pay back those student loans? And we even get into what are the benefits that you may have available at, at various jobs that you're going to be looking at? So the idea is that we want we, we wanted to create this program for financial professionals to be able to learn all about college and all about student loans and, and everything associated with it. So they're going to go through this program and really become well-versed in all of the, the language around student loans and the FAFSA and all these other things that are out there. So the, the value for an AFC or a CFP or really anybody who's interested in, in getting involved in the college finance world at all, it, it, the value is going to be getting in there and getting it in one place from a trusted source like AFCPE. That's great. And I am going to link to the actual web page where you can register for that. And I just wanted to mention two quick things as well. 
If you are a member, you get $25 off of all of our essentials courses, so that would certainly apply here. And another really unique thing about this program is that we've also partnered with Edmit, and there's information on the webpage about this, but the College Finance Essentials course will also include a free one-year license to use their tool, and you can read more about it, but it's a really cool digital tool to allow you to kind of work with families that are considering college and see what their options are and what the cost estimates will be and things like that. So I think it's going to be a neat tool to add to the content, and it's going to be a great program. We appreciate all your work on that. So Ryan, it's hard to believe that we're already halfway through this year of your presidency and it has been quite a unique year. Um, But I'm wondering what are the key items or ideas that you would like for other AFCPE members to know about AFCPE and maybe even the profession more generally? Absolutely. It has been a crazy year, but it's also been a good year to be president. We've been able to to really explore new new opportunities and new ways of looking at things and doing things this year. So I, I think that it's going to serve us well going forward in the, the field. But as far as as what I want to talk to the membership or other financial professionals about is is just to make sure that you're getting involved in AFCPE. This is a this is not an organization that's created for the leadership or or the it, it's there for the members. It's there for you to to come together and to network and get professional development and leadership opportunities and up-to-date research and opportunities to present at the symposium, mentorship opportunities, or if you need the other end of that, to be, to be a mentee. There's so many opportunities available within a professional organizations such as AFCPE. And one of the things that I've really tried to push this year as, as president is to this idea of that every AFC who's out there should be a member of AFCPE because of all these benefits and and opportunities there that are available there's there's no reason that every single member every single afc should not become a member you're right and there's so many uh resources with continuing education and Mm -hmm. um, other other resources and tools that i think are really helpful to the profession and the other thing i just want to add to that is that yes it's an organization that is full of so many different perspectives different expertise you know areas of expertise in the field but also that if there is something that you need or would like to see that we're also very open to that feedback and so get involved but also you know we want to grow with you and with the members so i think it's a great time to get involved and to have your voice heard absolutely ryan at the end of each interview we like to get the guests two cents or biggest takeaways for our listeners You've been a leader in the profession and have impacted hundreds of students and families. If you had one piece of advice to offer other financial professionals, what would it be? That's such a good question. And I've listened to this podcast, so I knew that the question was coming, but it was still a really hard one to come up with an answer to. I kept going through all these various scenarios about what if I only had one piece of advice, but really it comes down to me is to get involved in professional organizations, whether it's AFCPE or FPA or the Financial Therapy Association. Of course, I'm partial to AFCPE, but I'm involved in in, in these other organizations as well. So just get involved. There are so many opportunities and there's so much potential for you to network and, and build this this great community within these professional organizations that I would say get involved, in not just joining the membership, but get involved in leadership, get involved in presenting, get involved in building a strong network there. And, and I think that anybody who does that is going to find their career is going to be advanced in ways that they couldn't have seen before. 
Absolutely. And AFCPE is just one example of a great way to connect with others. I think that connecting as a professional is vital, not only for your success, but to help others and to grow and to really push yourselves and keep yourselves accountable. So Ryan, we really appreciate all that you have done or continuing to do for AFCPE and so much for the profession as well. So thank you for joining us today. And we're so glad to have you. Thank you. It was great to be here. I always enjoy talking with Ryan so much. He is such an exceptional leader. And one thing that I was struck by as we were talking with him is just that I am reminded again about how in awe I am of his time management skills because I have no idea how he finds time to sleep between all of his different roles and his areas in the field, his family, his faith. He's just such an exceptional example of humble leadership, um, servant leadership. He's been an exceptional leader on the board. And so I just I just always enjoy talking with him and I'm reminded how many different balls he has in the air and he just seems to juggle them all so well. You know, that's one of the things, too, that it just amazes me with Ryan. He's got five children, as well as many don't know that he also has built his own house last year. So not only is he doing all these amazing financial counseling and leadership things, but he has his finger in so many pies. And I think that that kind of showed in our interview today. I mean, we didn't, sometimes we just stick on one topic and we really focus in on that one thing. This one, we really hit so many different areas, not just of the association, but also of his expertise, of what he's doing. And I think that speaks to him as a person, that he's very well-rounded and he can speak to many different individuals and different people and he touches a lot of lives that way yeah he does he's an exceptional teacher as well and um, we are going to share so many different show notes so if you had questions about any of the things that we talked about whether it's the student money management center contact information for ryan his website the books that we mentioned there's information about the cares act in the show notes and then one last reminder that the college finance essentials course that ryan was so instrumental on creating with AFCPE is launched and we have the website for that as well. And you can find out more about that program and the tools that it includes for you and your practice and your colleagues as well. So just a great interview today and so much information. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Thanks so much for listening today. Please make sure you subscribe to our biweekly podcast available on many of the channels you get your podcast from, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. We always want to hear your perspective. And if you want to share with us, go to the AFCPE website to tell us more about your thoughts and ideas. You can also follow us at AFCPE on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram to join in the conversation. Tell us what you think using hashtag RealMoneyRealExperts. We can't wait to hear from you.